what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Hey, what's going on, guys? Royale with cheese here, and uh, today we're going to be back to Academy vs. People. And uh, for the new movie, we went to go see The Peanut Butter Falcon. But before we jump into that, uh, we would like to talk about a trailer that just dropped. And uh, this movie, where it looks pretty promising, but uh, I bet we'll have some backlash. Yeah, Kilb, I, I think Jojo Rabbit is... Uh, it, it's, <laughs> controversial? Yeah, very controversial. But then again, they are making fun of it. And I think the kid's supposed to be playing a good role in the sense of like he's realizing that this is bad because he finds the Jewish girl. I mean, that's why I get out of the trailer. But it does seem like it's going to be really funny. There's no I, way this movie... La like, this movie, I think, will be loved by many hate and hated by many. I think it'll be very polarizing. I mean, look at a Dave Chappelle's new special. I mean, how, I many, how many detractors? <laughs> how many detractors are Like, we got better ratings on Rotten Tomatoes than him, am I right? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's just, uh, but it's it's directed by Taki Watiti, and uh, he plays actually Adolf Hitler in this movie. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, he does a lot of the movies we like. Like, the, the, he has that humor about him that just, like, yeah. we like to watch. I mean, it, it looks it looks very interesting. It looks like um, it's a boy in Hitler's youth, and his basically, it kind of looks like not his imaginary friend, but, like, he looks up to Hitler, so, like, Hitler's, like, kind of his imaginary friend in the movie, it kind of looks like. It just, I don't know, man. This this movie looks, uh, it looks, I'm going to be, ex I'm super excited for it. I'm excited. I, I like I'm, this director. I think it's going to be a solid movie. Now, I this agree. could go south real quick. Like, I'm not going to put anything past this going south No, it just, quick. it looks colorful. It looks funny. I mean, I'm I really excited for it. You know, almost as excited as I was coming out of Peanut Butter Falcon. But... <laughs> <laughs> Good transition. Oh, that's a good transition into our movie of the week. That's the new movie. Yes, the Peanut Butter Falcon. This was actually suggested. Suggested. That's true. By, by one of our, one of our probably one loyal. Of least favorite people we like. I mean. Wait, <laughs> least favorite people. Yeah, like. I know. <laughs> that's the only way I can put it. No, but we were told by a, a couple that um, this was the greatest movie of the year, hands down. And they were very disappointed when we haven't seen, hadn't seen it yet. So um, yeah, we it's, decided to go see it. You know? And it looked interesting. It was on actually my watch list, but I kind of forgot about it. So, but then when we got into it, so let's let's uh, tell them a little bit about it. It's an hour and thirty seven minutes. Yeah, it's it's directed by uh, Tyler Nelson, and uh, it's basically uh, Zach, who is um he's like his Down syndrome, and he's obsessed with professional wrestling, and he's living. In very a poor community on the out, right on the coastline of North Carolina. You know, it's this poor yeah. like, fishing community kind of thing, and so he's forced to live in a nursing home because that's the only place where the state can really take care of him because he doesn't have a family or anyone that's willing to step up and take care of him. So what happens is is he breaks out and he meets up with Shia LaBeouf, and Shia LaBeouf is a grifter. You know, he's just. He not really. He grifter. plays Shiloh Buff, you know. Oh yeah, his name's Tyler <laughs> in the movie, and he he's trying to make it in this crabbing and fishing world, but he just is not doing it right, and he runs into some trouble because he pisses off other other people, you know, other fishermen and stuff. So they're kind of chase after him. So they're both trying to make it to a certain spot. Zach is trying to make it to this wrestling camp in Aiton, Georgia, and. Tyler Shadow Buff is trying to make it down to Florida. 
Yeah, so that's basically the whole entire movie. Now, yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, a pretty simple plot, and uh, now, it Kayla, really worked for me. I would say we have one of the more interesting casts. We have Shia LaBeouf, who is what we would call the wild uh, actor. Yeah, I, I really think this is his renaissance. You know, he has a movie coming out later, kind of autobiographical, and it's supposed to be really good because it's shown at some film festivals. Yes. And it's gotten pretty good uh reviews and stuff so far so i think he's kind of making his renaissance to tell you the truth and then also we have dakota johnson who is the queen of 50 shades yeah she she um if you give her i feel like she wasn't given good parts you know like like obviously those movies are trash (laughs) for numbers of reasons some people like them kale (laughs) no not really (laughs) but but i think this movie kind of showed that She's not as bad as those movies make her out to be. I feel like they're like the Twilights for her. Like Robert Pattinson got typecasted and everyone kind of hated him, but he's actually legitimately a good actor. We also have Shane from The Walking Dead is in it. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. John Berthold. He played as Mark. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, and uh, also um, George from uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Highwood plays the old man in nursing home. Oh, yes, that, that is That was a cool true. little cameo. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And uh, I haven't seen any movies by him, but Thomas Haddon Church is in it. Yeah, he's the professional wrestler. I mean, this this movie was, um, he's Sandman in Spider-Man 3. But, yes, uh, yes. He's also th- in Tombstone, but I don't I've never like seen Tombstone. it. So. Uh, so, I mean. And we got to give a shout out to Zach. Yeah, he's played he, by Zach. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, he has Down syndrome in real life. It seems, and uh, he does actually really well. I mean, I'm sure it was quite a stretch to make him as good, him to be as good as he was. But he was a good actor for. I mean, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed him on well. stream. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty lie. funny. I mean, eighty percent of the movie is spent in his white tidy or tidy whiteies. However, you yeah, want to say it. it was. But um, I mean. Is there any other word for this movie besides like heartwarming? Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean this this movie was uh, it, it was funny. It did have its moments where it's pretty funny. I mean, I was smiling probably throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it was it was definitely a good, uh, whole. I don't know if wholesome's the word, but wholesome kind of film. I like mean, family orientated. Yeah, and it it it's just like I don't know, man. It's just. They also have a really good message because I bet one, this will be put up for an award. It might win. I'm some, calling ah. it. just because of the message. Yeah, but I think there's other messages that that Cam would rather push. Yeah, that's true. But like, Shia Buff treats Zach like a normal human. He doesn't necessarily. He didn't treat him any lesser just because of his condition. Well, let's be real. Neither of them two have wrong intentions. Her Dakota, Dakota. or Shia Buff. Yeah, and the thing is, is that throughout this movie is. Basically, either people are picking on him and calling him a retard and stuff, or people are treating him with kid gloves, and the kid's 22, and that's one thing that Shadow Buff hits on. He's like, he's 22 years old. Like, he might need some help in some things, but he's not, like, he can do things for himself, basically. He's an adult. Like... Let's treat him like a human, not yeah, like he can put not on his like clothes on. He can he can do yeah. I mean, he can tell us when he's hungry. Like he he's capable. He's capable of at least basic human functions. And you know, Shia Buff kind of holds him to those standards, which gives him purpose. I guess exactly. I mean, like I said, imp- great performances. Yeah, great all message. Around. I mean, this movie is not perfect by any means, especially no, no. the third act really 
speeds. It feels like it feels like the first two acts of this movie are really well paced for me. Like it's just kind of a slow, you know, they're on their journey. You can't think about things really too hard, but it's just kind of just, you know, this journey between them two. And then it leads on with Dakota Johnson joining up with them, his nurse basically. But then the third act, you know, it just, it, it escalates. Like, it goes from zero to like a hundred. It becomes, real quick. it becomes unrealistic very quickly, but that's not the problem. The problem is with it is that, yeah, like I said, it comes from this movie that was kind of like, slow not slow paced but like just kind of meandering it felt like this yeah. movie was just kind of meandering down like just the road like nice the trail like the trail they were going yeah it's it a nice, nice steady, steady pace, pace. is enjoyable and then this third act just kind of like explodes in your face really quick and um i mean besides that i really don't have any i mean the, the some of the shots in this movie were really good really really beautiful because it shows like the scenery in the background yes. it shows far wide shots of them walking and traveling and it's centered on there are some real shots i really some good shots that i enjoyed throughout this movie and uh it was also a cool experience because it was just uh me you and uh our sister in this theater all by ourselves which yeah. in some ways is kind of disappointing but, you but can- it's one of the best theater experiences i think because you don't have to worry about annoying other people or people annoying you and it was just kind of like yeah it was you nice. have it all to yourself you know and you could actually like really like laugh out loud if you want yeah that's what i'm saying it. you don't have to worry about bothering other people yeah it, it was nice i i did like it a lot i mean yeah i i definitely say go see this movie i think it's probably wrapping up it's theatrical release, I would say. And you still got the dollar show. Yeah, well, for us. But I don't know if, no, if this movie will go to that, you know, because it's, uh, it's an yeah. indie film. But uh, definitely go see this movie. I mean, it's it's I, I doubt you will regret it. At the very least, you might not be in love with it, but I doubt you'll regret seeing this movie. I mean, this movie, like I said, smile across my face, sat through basically the whole thing, and I really enjoyed myself. Now, like I said, there, there's definitely th- things in it that – aren't great but i mean they're I, to me they didn't bother me all that much you know yeah i mean it's it it was a good movie honestly solid all around like kelp said the some of the shots were very beautiful the dialogue it it did have some flaws i would say I, like it wasn't the best dialogue but it wasn't like bad if that makes sense so like it wasn't like it wasn't bad where you're like that didn't make any sense or anything but it was like you could definitely tell like where they would cut the kids dialogue Zach's well, out yeah, which I, they had to I'm, I'm sure I'm sure well, for Zach I'm just spitballing here I don't know if this is fact but during uh, his scenes he probably would feed him one or two lines give him his lines and then they would cut to a different camera angle which obviously was meant because I mean yeah yeah but I mean he did very well with his lines oh, I yeah. mean I just like he was good as anyone else on there and uh I really enjoyed it like I said well, definitely go try to see this movie you know and what kill what what'd you give it I give it an eight out of ten you give it an eight out of ten I give it an eight out of ten that, okay that's two I mean it's nice that we're going from like this kind of building of a family into an actually family movie like ordinary people <laughs> so crazy that's the next movie we have on our list the Academy award winner of 1980 is uh was ordinary people you know and uh it's really an it's kind of an oscar baby movie it's directed by robert redford his directorial debut and he wins the oscar which is pretty impressive but this movie is filled with future famous act eh. I don't want to say future famous. I, I think the people in it that were famous, Mary Tyler Moore and uh, Donald Sutherland, carried the movie in the sense of, like, 
all-star cast, like put the name on it. And then they had a lot of other people in it, like they had uh, Adam Baldwin and such. And they necessarily didn't have the major careers going on forward, but they had uh, decent careers, and that's how a lot of these people were. Um, a lot of the acting was good. I enjoyed most of the acting. Uh, the only pro- well, let's <laughs> let me explain it first. I guess basically what happens is um, this: you're, you're thrown into the life of this upper class family, you know, upper middle class at the worst. Um, with Mary Tyler Moore, Donald Sutherland, and then their son, you know. And basically, their, their oldest son, as you see, the movie goes on, and through flashbacks and through dialogue, you gain from it that the oldest son, Buddy, died through some tragic accident or such. Boating. Yeah, yeah, he dies from boating, but what I'm saying is, like, it's pieced together. Like, you're not giving it all. Yeah. It's not all in the beginning, which is kind of cool in flashbacks. But the son, Conrad, played by Timothy Hutton. I guess I shouldn't have said that, but keep going. Well, I don't think it's a... Yeah, it's not, it's not a It's not a spoiler, because, I mean, it's the central theme to the movie. But it's kind of... Yeah. But, but anyways, basically, it strains relationships between everyone. They, they all kind of hold themselves responsible for it. And we also learn through dialogue that... Um, Con- not everyone holds themselves responsible. Well, but... yeah. I th- well, everyone... <sighs> Well, you don't know with one of them. Okay, anyways, <laughs> basically Conrad, which is the younger brother, he tries to commit suicide and is um he has to go to like um not a, a mental hospital or something. They so don't he, really state psychiatric it a hospital is what and they he say. needs he needs help because he commit almost tried to commit suicide. So he's there for four months. He gets better, but when he comes back home, you know, the dad Calvin, played by Donald Sutherland, he really tries, you know. To make everything feel like it's all right, everyone's good, everyone's great with each other and stuff. But as the movie progresses with Mary Tyler Moore's character, Beth, which is his mother, they have this real strained relationship throughout the whole movie. And it almost seems like it gets worse throughout the movie. Like, it's not necessarily worse, but through their interactions through the movie, it puts to, you get this picture of the family put together. Uh, the only way I can describe their relationship is as watching the movie, which doesn't happen very often, is it almost makes me cringe. That's how bad this relationship is. And it's not bad like they're arguing. It's bad like it's almost like There's if, just no love. if you walked up to a common person on the street, it's kind of awkward. That's exactly how it is. Yeah, it's awkward and there's just it doesn't feel like they they love each other at all. And honestly, I I give major props to Mary Tyler Moore. I think she knocks out of the park because she has places borderline cold and heartless. Like, like you said, they live kind of in an affluent community. So like she's a lot about looks like at one point Conrad goes and seeks uh, he needs a shrink basically to get to help him work through these problems, obviously, because he feels guilty for his brother's death. And uh, so he goes to see this shrink and Donald Sutherland is at a party and tells someone that yeah, I mean, he's going to see a psychiatrist, and Beth she like freaks out on him, and she says, "I don't want people to know our family's privacy and stuff." And throughout the whole movie, she's trying to like take a trip with uh, Calvin to go this to France or wherever, you know, but without Conrad, and she feels like he's taking Conrad's side. And Conrad's this a seventeen year old kid, you know, he's just trying to make it through high school and stuff, yeah. and he has to bear this weight that his 
older brother dies and he feels responsible. He can't have friends really because of this. I mean, he has a hard time building relationships with anyone. And it's just, I mean, this movie was, it gets better as it goes on. Because I think one thing that Robert Redford does great in this movie is that his directing, what happens is, it's based off a book too, but what happens is that you see their lives, right? But it almost feels like you're learning alongside them. Because as the movie progresses, just like any movie, you learn more about their lives and you feel deeper connections to these people. And finally, like it clicks with you and you can see yourself through maybe a character or so or see a situation that you can relate to. And I think it does a good job of like, it just doesn't throw everything right at you. It's like you have to learn throughout the whole movie what's going on. Yeah, it, it's actually very interesting. Um, I know as when it started, it, it it's all basically based on the psychiatrist and the kid throughout the whole movie. The the shrink and the kid. Yeah, that's, they play a major role. Yeah, that's for sure. basically that's basically how it's all circles or well, technically all circles around the family. But like the important scenes and the main stuff that's going on is with him and the shrink. I feel like, and it's their bondage that brings you into the movie. It drawed me into the movie. Them, their sessions. I should say. Yeah, it's. I shouldn't say it's reminiscent because it came out Wait, first. I was going to say this first. Okay, go ahead. That's what I was going to lead into. And I was going to say, I know uh, when it first started and I was watching it, I was like, wow, this really reminds me of a movie. That's what I was thinking. And then a little bit later, Caleb's like, all right, does this not seem like it was inspired? Inspired well, Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was inspiration towards Goodwill Hunting. Because it's this relationship with this broken kid, you know, same thing Goodwill Hunting. And he has this relationship with, like, a psychiatrist that doesn't seem normal. Like, because they're almost like, they're friends. And that's what even, they get to the point in the movie where Conrad actually calls him his friend, you know. Um, Berger. Dr. Berger. And he actually calls him his friend. And he sits there and he's like. Well, also, how many psychiatrists do you know that swear at each other and stuff like that? Like, Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it makes him humanized. It doesn't, it, he doesn't, he doesn't let Conrad off the hook for anything. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I don't want you. He's not giving him any excuse. He doesn't let him take any excuses or have a pity party yeah, or anything. Yeah, it doesn't feel he's like, like he's he, just cash grabbing. Yeah, it feels like he really body. wants the best for Conrad and is not going to let Conrad destroy his life or make him feel things that aren't true. And, I mean, this this movie, I mean, like I said, as it went on, the more and more I fell in love with it. Yes, you know? very true. And... Um, now this movie actually did win four Oscars. It won the best picture, best acting, best actor in a supporting role, which was Timothy Hutton. Yeah. Who is, uh, Connor. Yeah. Obviously best director, Robert Redford and best writing screenplay based on the material from another medium. Yeah. It's based off a book and actually it's funny. I read the book is actually like one of the most controversial books in the libraries. I don't know why it was banned from a lot of libraries. Better than, I know more well, controversial than Mein Kampf. I don't know. Probably not. It's probably definitely yeah, the mo- most they're not controversial. In libraries. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the most controversial. But this one, uh, this book actually narrowly beat out American Psycho. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Mary Mary Tyler Moore is. I don't know how she didn't win. She just plays this cold-hearted, oh yeah, mother. And she shows zero emotions. And there's zero. I I can't. I'm not gonna spoil it because you you have to watch this movie. But there's this 
there's this dialogue between her and her husband, and it just it just blows you away. It literally like I was like, holy crap, it's going down. Like this movie, it, it, this movie got deep real quick, and like I said, it doesn't throw everything at you at once. It's a slow build up almost. Yeah. To this conclusion and basically it is it's really good acting for all of them oh yeah i mean some of the some of the emotional stuff i mean some of the crying and stuff was kind of bad i didn't even think that i thought some of the dialogue like there's some dialogue that me and you there's like one or two lines that were pretty bad but what i'm saying is overall like the acting the acting was okay Uh, okay Really? I'm talking about by the kids. The kids, the kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the parents. The great. The parents were out of this world. I mean, they both acted so good. Yeah. So well, but that that would probably be. I mean, I'd have to. I if I had three nitpicks, it would be one. Some of the dialogue between the kids was real bad, but it was only a couple times. And I mean, a couple like one or two maybe. My second nitpick, which I know Caleb will agree with me on this. Is they play off that the kid is like this phenomenal singer, but if they're gonna play that off, he should be a good singer. Like he kind of is just like. No, I don't know if they play him off as a good singer. His girlfriend eventually, Janine, thinks he's a good singer, and so therefore he's in choir. And not 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 that he's on choir, but I don't get choir. I do. I just don't like. I'm not musically talented, so that's maybe where a lot of this comes from. But I just don't understand. I just don't understand choir. Okay, but not even that. I don't understand. I got that. a better sports nitpick. Not I mean, sport. maybe don't I, ever compare choir. To yeah, sports. but I mean, okay, what would you call it? Extracurricular activities. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, have you guys like maybe maybe I'm in like a totally different world than other people? But when has swimmers ever been the jocks at a school? Like, that, like has that ever been a thing? That was kind of funny. Swimmers are like these big jocks. I mean, when when is swimming season? Uh, winter. Okay, so I so mean, it's like during basketball. Technically, they could be like football players. Like, okay, yeah, but Adam Baldwin is definitely I mean, a football player. That's the way they make it out to be. At least in our area, basketball. Generally takes the case. That's true. Yeah, it's swimming. Swimming was a weird. And swimming, they don't even really have at schools around here. They have it was a couple we- of schools. Well, I'm saying, but... it, eh, I'm just saying, it was like a weird. It was definitely a weird sport to choose. Because I mean, didn't add like they could have chosen any sport and it would have been fine. Well, it made sense for the flashbacks about the boat because them being swimmers, I feel like they're naturally drawn more to the water. So sure, but I feel like they didn't even accident. play off of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's I what I'm that, saying. But I was fine with it. It didn't bother I, me. No, I'm saying it's fine. The only thing that bothered me like is that they were the jo- the jocks. Yeah, like that the... was also uh, okay. A nitpick is the hairstyles. I don't know. Like, yeah, but I feel like that was true. Oh, I no, can't I, nitpick I, it I, if it's true. I can nitpick it because it's a nitpick. It, they were yeah, but off the movie. The dudes had longer hair than the girls. Yeah, but I feel like that's how it was. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying it was awful. But how can that be it. a nitpick about the movie? That's a nitpick. Yeah, but that's how it's supposed to be. It didn't lower anything for me. I'm just saying it was like something that I noticed that I hated. Like, <laughs> like I mean, that's just a nitpick. I mean, I don't have anything else. To, yeah. I mean, what else would it be considered? I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, what'd you give it, Caleb? Nine out of ten. You gave it a nine out of ten. I, I truly fell in love with this movie. At first, at first, I was not, I was not buying into it, right? At first, 
but just like everything else, like it just, I don't know. It, I don't want to say it spoke to me cause that sounds really dumb, but it like in a way, like, I don't know. I just, I, I understood it. And like I said, acting was just out of this world and I get it. It was kind of Oscar Beatty. I kind of get it, but this movie was just, I don't know, man. It just, for the same, same reason I love Goodwill Hunting. It's along the same lines. Don't I mean, ever compare. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it just had like that emotional depth to it. Yeah, it did. I. It is. They do use that unique concept of the, the. Whatever the guy's called, um, the shrink. Yeah, and him I bonding mean, that you don't see in. I mean, I can only think of two movies: this one and Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting that does that. I mean, okay, what'd you give it? I give it an eight. Give it an eight. Uh, yeah, that's because you're awful and hate good movies. But uh, there's, there's a, I think there's, there's kind of a quote. It's not a quote because I didn't get the exact quote, but I kind of get the gist of it. And I think this sums up the movie. I think it's in one of the last scenes with Donald Sutherland. He's saying it to his son, and he says, "Sometimes you just can't blame people." Basically, like sometimes the crap just happens. Like, and we just gotta take it for face value. There's nothing we can do about it. There's no one we can blame. This sometimes crap happens, and we gotta move through it. And like I said, I without spoiling this movie, you just got you gotta watch it because Mary Tyler Moore's character is just next level. I don't I like. <laughs> it is very well. She yeah, yeah she plays it excellent, and uh, I just I really enjoyed it. Like I said, this this movie is nine out of ten. Maybe if I rewatch it, might not hit the same notes. You know. It could go lower to an 8. But uh, right now I feel real comfortable actually giving it a 9 out of 10. And I did not think I would give it that. But yeah, time I, I mean, I, I can respect that. I'm not knocking you for sure. Yeah, I mean, her heart, Mary Time Wars, was almost as cold as Hoth. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, baby. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Five, the top grossing film of 1980. Yeah, this is... Uh... I mean, I shouldn't even have to summarize what this is. So I'm actually not going to because you should know what this movie is. And if you don't, you should go watch it right now. I mean, after the podcast. I mean, like, finish the podcast, give us a five-star rating, leave, like, a good review, like, keep up the good work, and then go watch it. Because this is actually, I mean, you you can say it's a bad or good movie, but it's such a classic and it has such a, it has such a toll on history. I don't want to say toll. It has such a. I don't think it's as important on the history of film as uh, Star Wars is. Like the first episode. Four, oh yeah, yeah. New Hope, but it's this, definitely this, better. This, this movie definitely holds a place up there. Uh, we actually had a cool experience. We had to go see an IMAX. We Which had the opportunity. Is always nice. And it was actually really, it was actually really cool to see. I don't, I think, I think that was my first time actually going to see it at a theater. But I've seen this movie countless times, and it's obviously a sequel to New Hope. Uh, the Empire is at full capacity almost, besides the Death Star being blown up. They're coming after Luke. Luke gets trained from Yoda. I mean. Darth Vader really steps into his role of this sinister villain. And, uh, I mean, this movie for me is very special. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Easily top five. This is directed by Ivan 
Kirshner? Kirshner? Yeah, Irene Kirshner. Now, he's not known for anything, really, except for this. This is this is definitely his pinnacle moment, and he did oh, very... Oh, no, for sure this is his he pinnacle did moment. very well. I, I mean, mean, it was all downhill from here for him. I mean, this... Okay, this could be the greatest sequel. We can debate this in a second, <laughs> if this is the greatest sequel to any movie. I mean, it does everything that a sequel should do. What it does is it takes takes a story, it not only makes it better, but the reason it makes it better, it expounds on the world, makes the world bigger, better, develops the characters more, right? Luke is not half as annoying and a whiny baby as he is in New Except- Hope. This minute, Darth Vader comes into his own. You know, he actually, the, there's more lightsaber duels. Han Solo's dialogue and how woody and charming he is and his chemistry with Leia, next level. Luke has the most whiny scene in this movie of all time. I mean, yeah, I agree. But what I'm saying is, like, everyone comes into their own. I feel like they really settle down on their characters and play them extremely sure, I'm well. I'm not saying this is a bad movie in any way, but you're going to sit here and say best sequel. You mean you're putting up against the greats like Shrek 2? Yeah. You're going to no. sit here and say it's better than Shrek 2. I think it's better than That's Shrek 2. It's going against okay, all your... I, this, this, is, this is a discussion. We can go off on this tangent for a second. Can you honestly think of more than 10 good sequels? Yeah, give me a second. <laughs> All right, I, I can name a few offhand. Shrek 2, like you said. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. I had one in my head this thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple, but generally not many. The Dark Knight. Dark Knight, okay, I'll give you that. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Die Hard 2 Even is you could, okay. You, you could say Aliens. Aliens, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never seen it, but they all say Before Sunset. Okay, that's a trilogy, but go on. Okay, yeah, but yeah, the whatever, sequel whatever. is good. Whatever. I've never seen it. Toy Story 2. Okay. Godfather 2. Yep, agree. Superman 2. Lord of the Rings, but I, I don't okay, know. No, no, I don't you can't count those. That. They're can't like count one them. giant movie. Yeah. Um, I mean... That's, that's my whole point. It basically... Sequels, because the problem with a sequel is they have to live up to the original, at the very least. At the very least, they have to live up to the original, and very few movies do that. Home Alone too. <laughs> <laughs> but Empire Strikes Back is a lot Nah, I don't want to say a lot better. But it is better than the first. And it does, like I said, it makes the world better. And that's something that very few movies can even do let alone attempt. Well, that's not true. There's sequels all the time to every movie. Well, a lot of people also say Mad Max 2 and Hellboy 2 are better sequels. I've never seen either of them. Yeah, those are... What I'm saying, though, is you can see how many sequels are there. Winter Soldier. I mean, all all Hollywood is not... Okay, that doesn't even count, though. All Hollywood is is a sequel machine at this point, right? Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially... Not even... I won't even say Hollywood. Disney. Period. Well, they they're pretty much Hollywood at this yeah. point. <laughs> but yeah, all these movies are basically sequels, and none of them are as good as this. And I mean, what, John Williams' score. You know the one, the Empire's. Dun dun. Oh, dun, I would agree dun, with dun, this. Dun, dun dun dun. Yeah. You know that doesn't. That's not even in uh, New Hope. That the first time you hear that score is in. Yeah. Is it in Empire Strikes Back? Also, Annabelle Creation is way better than Annabelle. <laughs> okay, that is the terrible comparison. Okay, Caleb, you're going to tell me you got Magic Mike and then you got Magic Mike XXL? XXL. <laughs> like, like, is that even an argument? 
I mean, okay, also in this movie, a lot of the sets are really cool looking. Like Hoth, and a lot of the shots, they too. Do. Hoth looks great. Even the Cloud City. I the think, Cloud City looks great. Oh, yeah. I think the one of the... Okay. I really like the picture scene of when Han comes out of the carbon fiber. Or carbon... What is it? What Not fiber. Carbon... I can't it's carbon why. something. Yeah. But I really like that scene. Like... But that's not in this movie. Okay. You're not even a Star Wars fan. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. That's the last scene. No, it's not. not. And that comes out. I mean, like... Okay, I said that wrong. I said that totally wrong. And that comes out of it. Like, when he gets frozen and they bring him up. Okay. All That's right. what I mean. Like, the smoke goes yeah. out and then you see him frozen there. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't mean comes out. Okay, that, okay. I yeah. definitely said that wrong. Yeah, But, yeah. Like, when you. the... When the <laughs> Okay, when the like it's not fog, but it's like cold yeah, air, yeah, almost whenever, yeah. like dry ice kind of. Yeah. When that goes away, I think that's a really cool picture. Yeah, with him uh, in there. Yeah, and also and you okay, have, like, Darth Vader right I be- in the background. Right before that, Han Solo delivers one of the best lines in any movie. <laughs> Super chill. He's like just the goat. No automatically. one's that chill though. Let's be real. Princess Leia's like, I love you, and he just says. I know. <laughs> he goes to his, he probably he thinks he's probably yeah. gonna die, dude. There's no bigger savage, no bigger icon than Han Solo. Yeah, dude, he is the <laughs> goat. I mean, yeah, Caleb's right. That that cloud scene is pretty cool. Even uh, what's the island Yoda's on? That's even pretty Dagobah, cool. The Dagobah, the Dagobah system. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. good good segue. Yoda, he's introduced in this movie, and he's. Easily one of the most recognizable characters in any movie franchise ever. Oh yeah, and he for a good reason. I mean, when he first gets when he first meets Luke, like he's just like this silly, crazy, like swamp creature, right? And you think nothing of him, but then he turns out to be this great Jedi master, and he goes and trains him and all this stuff. And Yoda is, like I said, super wise and super recognizable forever. And I mean, I love Yoda. I think everyone loves Yoda. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm- I mean, if you don't like Yoda, you're not a Star Wars fan. I mean, some people don't like him in, like, the first couple, if that makes sense. So, like, one, two, what is it? Three. They one, just don't two, like where they take two. him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit in one. Two, more two and three. Yeah. But one um one thing about this movie is this is one of the, f- not a few movies, eh, about ten movies so far that I've seen that I've always wished I would have seen at the movies when it came out and not had spoiled to me because, spoiler alert, you know, uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father yeah. in that famous line, I am your father. Like, I I probably watched these movies probably, I mean, since I was like four years old probably, you know. And for some reason, it always in my head, like, I just knew Darth Vader was Luke's father. Like, it never shocked. Uh, I don't ever remember it being revealed to me. What's such an icon, yeah, it's such iconic. an iconic scene. And, like, it, it's... That everyone Yeah, but knows what I'm it. saying is you go to see that movie, right? Boom, that hits you, right? You're like, holy crap, right? And they have to wait three years for another movie. <laughs> like it's not like well, us we, we could just pop in the VHS and just watch the next one. Like this movie would just blow well, me away. They didn't even know if that another movie was coming. Well, I mean it definitely left on a cliffhanger. Yeah. But also one thing about this movie is this movie takes a lot of risks. Yeah. Because I think okay. Star Wars is this established, right? They've already known it made all this money. Well, yeah, for sure. Crap ton of money. They know it's good. It works, right? This director, he says, okay, we know it works, but let's try to spice it up a little bit. Well, and they he does. ended it on four. 
No, but not just that. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, he not he makes it. He takes it, and he takes it in different directions. Yeah. You know, and it all works out great. And he takes all these risks that really, I mean, this is a beloved franchise, not really beloved movie, and he's gonna make a sequel, and yeah, it could very easily suck. Yeah, he makes it better. Yeah. Than the than the first one. I know you are hit on this a little bit, but did you did you say it did win the Oscar for the best sound? No, I didn't. Okay, no. well, this one, this did win the Oscar for the best sound. And like you said, I mean. That's not the score. I know, but it won it for the best sound. Is that's all that's the only thing it won it for? Yeah. That's pretty sad. I mean, well, let me double check. I mean, this movie, like I said, is near and dear to me. I grew up watching this movie. Star Wars have always been great. And this, this movie, can you think of, I mean, aside from the fact that. We've seen this movie a billion times. Go on. What are you going to say? I was going to say, I have it. No, so it did win more than that. So these are. this is what it all... Oh, no, that's nominee, nominee. It was nominated for a ton. Yeah, so it, that's fine. I mean, it... it the score was nominated. How, what won, what won. won that year? The winner is Best Science Fiction Film, Best Actor. No, 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 no. no. Look, look up real quick. Oh, uh, for the score? Yeah, yeah. Look up what movie won the Best Score in 1980. Because how did best... John Williams not win that? It... Just like, okay. I'm looking it up. Yeah, but, I mean, it definitely has that iconic score in it. Where I think that Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father. And the, dun, 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 like, those two combined are, everyone knows. Like, even if you haven't seen the movie, you've heard of it. A little romance one. I've never seen that movie, but screw them. John Williams deserved everything for this movie. I mean, like I said, that is one of the most... It's like Jaws theme. You know, it's one of those iconic, iconic scores that you can play throughout your head and that you know instantly where it's from, and most people can identify where that tune is from, you know. And like I said, this this has... Can you think of a bigger plot twist? Uh, yeah. I mean, no, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can think of movies with old bigger plots. <laughs> you can tell me, old boy doesn't have a bigger plot. Okay, twist. but what I'm saying is like, no, no. There's okay. What I'm saying, there's definitely movies with big. Like M Night Shyamalan has big plot twists, but doesn't necessarily mean they're well done plot twists. Old boy, you tell me that wasn't well no, done. No, old boy is very well done. Almost <laughs> too well done. A <laughs> very well, good plot twist. But what I'm saying is like. I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I, like I said, I can't have that same feeling. It was one of the few movies that I wish I would have gone seen it at the theater and really got the feel for it. But uh, I mean, that him d- just coming out as father just is yeah crazy to me. I mean, now you're going on a little nitpick to this movie. Actually, I won't even say this is a nitpick. I think everyone agrees, and if anyone doesn't agree, I don't know what's wrong with you. You probably have never taken a film class. <laughs> but uh, Amen. <laughs> Mark Hamble is definitely the worst in this movie. Okay, but he okay he's, is he's he leaps, not so much better in he, this movie? Okay, than... he's leaps and bounds better until like the last scene. Yeah, okay. leaps and bounds better. I but always feel like okay, he I, still is like everyone else is at a totally different level than him. I, I do feel like most movies. You can really tell a good actor from a bad actor when it comes to emotions and how they portray them. Mark and Hamill. Mark Hamill is—he <laughs> is not good. But 
he is still so much better than New Oh, Hope. yeah. New Hope, he is like this whiny kid. It's like shooting Womp Rats. Hey, get- <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Like, I'm yeah, just like, dude, shut but- up. In this movie, I didn't really feel like saying, shut up. Except for that last scene. <laughs> I didn't feel like saying, I shut up. I was just like, ah, That last on. scene is so cringy. Like, so cringy. When he's screaming, no. I, I mean, like, that is cringy. so bad. But, uh, yeah, Princess Leia and Han Solo's chemistry throughout this movie is phenomenal. Harrison also, Ford, can we hit icon. On, can we hit on the little bit incest going on in this movie? Dude, yeah. Leia kisses Luke. <laughs> like, ah. You know, that's why it. he's screaming no. He doesn't even care that Darth Vader yeah. is his father. He's like, ah, I just made out with Leia. Gosh dang it. He's <laughs> like, I just made out with my sister. Disgusting. Yeah, so. I that, mean, I, this, this movie's great. Um, oh, what I was going to mention to you. Is you know who Lando is? Yeah, Billy Dean Will- Williams. <laughs> yeah, Lego Batman, Two Face. <laughs> Me dead in, in Batman. Uh, just one second. Okay, this uh, just just forget just give it. Give me a second. Just, <laughs> just one quick second. Just forget it. But what I'm saying is He's Lando in the Lego movie. That's crazy. But what I'm saying is he's he's coming back in this new movie, obviously. And I wanted to talk is he? Yeah. And I wanted to talk about Is this is oh, yeah, this this is. new movie? Because I thought, you know, we got time right now, you know? I just felt like uh, you know, we got time. So this new one coming out, episode nine, right? It's probably gonna be complete. JJ Abrams takes the uh, handles back, and uh, if you right now, you know, prediction time. Give me your star rating right now for it. Okay, what did I give the last two? It, it's probably gonna be better than the last one. It's probably gonna be better than the last one for sure, just because I have a little bit of faith in JJ Abrams. But it's probably gonna be equal with. The first one, so I'd have to look at what I give the first one. It's probably gonna be like, I'm gonna say six. Uh, I'm going to say a four. I could see that. When has JJ this minute? When's the last time JJ Abrams was able to finish anything? You're right. But Alias Lost. I think he's gonna do better. Worst than the endings last ever. But starting out Lost. Yeah, Alias. starting out. That means Fringe. nothing. He, yeah, exa- okay. the ending of Fringe. Exactly, that's my point. But they're amazing plot, like, starting out. And they suck at the endings. The last season of all three shows are awful. Awful, awful, awful. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They are really bad. Uh, that's my prediction. Four out of ten right here. Anyways, what did you give uh, Empire Strikes Back? Oh, I gave it a nine out of ten. What? You give it a ten out of ten? How is that even in question? Do you have any Star Wars movie at 10 out of 10? I don't think I have any at sorry, 10 out of 10. I think I have the 4th, a 9, this one, a 9, and I think I might have the 6th, a 9, too. And then, like, 1 is, like, a 1, and then, like, 2 is, like, a 0, I just, and I, then 3 I, is, like, a 5. I guess I just don't understand your, your, your rating system, but that's just me. It's not a per- it, Okay, I'm sorry. It probably would be five. Would be a name a more iconic listen, movie. Name a more iconic movie iconic. that looks that great. It would be is that influential it would be a, on your life? Two thousand one Space Odyssey. Yeah, would you give two thousand one Space Odyssey? Seth? <laughs> do we want to go over that? Do, I don't do, remember. Do we want to sit here and really discuss what you gave two thousand one Space Space? Odyssey? What'd you give that? 
I give that a good rating. Yeah, didn't give that a ten out of ten. No, did I you? didn't. Okay, this exactly. One, this is what I'm I gonna don't, say. What? What? what give, me, give me a ten you. out of ten movie. I give me don't. a ten out of ten movie. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you why I didn't give it a ten out of ten. Right here. Honestly, it would be a perfect movie. Probably in my rating skills, it's probably a nine point nine. But here's the problem I have with it. Every time I watch it, I'm like, "This is such a good movie." And then Darth Vader says, "I'm your father." And he goes, no, and I just, every time I lose crop in the seat and stab myself a couple times. Okay. Cut my wrist. That's basically listen, what listen. I'm doing. Audience, yeah. audience, listen. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm not, doing. I'm not berating Seth because he didn't give a near perfect film. Near. Ten out of ten. Is there really a, ten a ten perfect film? Is there perfect? really ever a perfect film? No. but More perfect than that. No, this movie is is perfect as it gets. But anyways, no. Yeah. Anyways, I will give you what, one I, what I'm perfect. saying. What there I'm saying. This minute. This minute. This minute. What I'm simply saying here is, I'm berating Seth because I have no idea what his ten out of tens are. He sits there and he enjoys a movie. Uh, here's your, my thoroughly. ten out of tens. No, no. Lo- just, I just, Love on a leash. Give me, give me three. Love on a leash. <laughs> Godfather, The Dark Knight. Okay. Or Godfather Two. Okay, all right, all right, Tom, Tom. Interstellar. Tom. It's a wonderful so the, life. So there's nothing. Window, Psycho, Whiplash. So there's. Blanca, is there Strange, anything well, wrong? Is there anything dogs, wrong? Go. Hold on, I'm almost done. Sing in the rain. Okay, go ahead. They had more, but. Okay, so there's nothing wrong. Dark Knight. No, there's stuff wrong. I mean, but nothing to me as tragic as that. No. I just. Like, I just a, don't get your rating. I just okay, don't get your rating system. Okay, I guess me, I just don't let me, understand. Let me it. give you. Let me give you simple thing. What's wrong, with Alien? Sit, What's wrong, with Alien? I don't have Alien ten out of ten. I know. I think I'm at nine ten. But what I'm saying is, you're, uh, which actually, if you would sit there, if you're gonna get into Alien, if you're gonna, if you're gonna sit there and tell me, listen, I like The Dark Knight more because Batman is more relatable to me, more of my childhood, whatever. That's Not why it's a ten out of ten. My parents are still alive. That's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is. Okay, I enjoy. I understand. No, if you, I'm gonna if tell you enjoy you right a movie now. to a certain extent, like Avengers for me, ten out of ten. I know you nah, hate that I, fact. I'm gonna tell. But there's a reason why. I'm gonna. There's tell a you. personal reason why it's no, a ten out of ten. No, I'm gonna tell you why Star Wars isn't a ten out of ten. If I sit through a movie and I, I I noticeably catch myself cringing at a scene, it can no longer be a ten out of ten. It can no longer, because that means that scene in and of itself was so bad, was so bad. Okay. That I actually noticeably right. cringe. Listen, hey, I, listen, I'm that's fine. I'm just saying I just don't understand your time. What do you mean? The I Dark Knight is a great it. movie. I, the Godfather I agree. is like probably a perfect movie. Well, yeah, it's one of the most perfect. Yeah, yeah, Love on Leash, perfect movie. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> no, The Dark Knight. I mean, yeah, there's like a couple things wrong with it, but I think it is the best superhero movie of all time, and that's why it's in my ten out of ten. And it's super enjoyable for me, and I think. They hit all the keys right. Batman, I think he acted uh, perfect. Christian Bale. Christian Bale and the Joker. I mean, who can Keith Ledger? Wow, uh, giving Joaquin a fin- Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't seen that. Yet. All right. Well, which which movie? Okay, let's move on a little bit. Which movie won it for you? Oh, Star Wars for sure. All right. Um, Star sure. it wasn't even, it's not even like close nah, I mean okay yeah I would say because this is a hard year to go up against I mean Star Wars is one of my favorite movies of all time Empire Strikes Back yeah so. I'd agree but I really did enjoy Ordinary People and also I really enjoyed Pimera Falcon I would say I would do too definitely watch all three of these movies definitely recommend them to anyone well I mean you should have already seen 
Star Wars. So I'm not even gonna recommend that because <laughs> if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, you're not gonna like yeah. it by now. Like if you haven't seen it by this it's point so in your hyped. life, it's so hyped. Well, no, that. I'd say if you haven't seen it by this point in your life, you had to go out of your way not to see it, and or therefore you're not gonna like it. Something's wrong with you, like. You need to sit exactly. down and go see a therapist about <laughs> exactly. this issue. I, I, I've, uh, okay, I, I think, uh, I've, so have you seen anything else this week that you'd like to talk about real quick? Like, movie-wise? Like, new Yeah, trailers? TV show, movies, and trailers. Anything you want to talk about, man? Um, why don't you lead us off? Okay. I rewatched Blade Runner 2049, not to get back in 2D. Oh, but I, watched, this is, I watched the first 30 minutes of it with you. <laughs> it has, it is a great, great sequel. Ryan Gosling is out of this world good. Harrison Ford, once again, one of my favorite actors. You know, he's in Harrison Ford, I've come to the conclusion for myself, is probably my favorite actor. Now, I know he's not the best. I know he's not the best out there. But I can't deny that in my top 25, he's in it about four or five times. <laughs> so, therefore, I can't deny. You like him better than Ryan Gosling? No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah. I like him. I like him as a person. I'm, I think Ryan Gosling is a better actor. But what I'm saying is, Harrison Ford is just that that suave movie I mean, actor. I can he, see. He kind of he kind of has it. a Brad Pitt esque to him, you know. Just that super a cool. Different. No, what I'm saying is like he's not this phenomenal actor. Like they both have their roles where they're really good in, but they're never gonna be Daniel Day Lewis, you know. But they're just super solid, and they make super solid movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can agree with that. He's also in, if you actually think about it, Harrison Ford's in a ton of iconic movies. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, well, that's Blade my point. Runner. That's, that's, that's what I'm he's saying. In, he's in a couple more. I mean, he's he's, he's in one of my favorites, which is The Fugitive, which is Fugitive. highly debated, but I just think that's one of the most rewatchable movies of all time. Really? Oh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get into that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also Air Force One. I mean, he's in. I know he's such iconic movies. He's I agree. In, he's an anchorman. Didn't yeah, the, in, in, yeah. Okay, so actually, moving on to what we got going on next week, I think we're gonna change it up a little bit, right, Gil? Yeah, you, you. Uh, this is your idea, man. You. Uh, All right. So you hit us with it. I thought I thought it'd be interesting to take like a old movie that they made and then like. Some spry new director thought he could make it better, and remade it. So, for instance, well, it's the remake culture that we live in nowadays, and uh, it seems like every movie's being remade, and, and most of the time the remakes are usually awful. But uh, Seth, uh, what what are we gonna watch this week? I mean, we do have two that sure. we can pick between. No, let's go with the one the one you were talking about. We'll go stick with that. Okay, one. so this one, I mean, meta score wise, like critics wise. I don't think either of them have. They that both good. have a pretty not terrible, but, but middle of the road. To at people best. like so, a lot of people actually they're classics. Yeah, they like. Well, them. the one is classic. Yeah, people like them, so like it has a higher Anyways, audience yeah, score, I guess. Yeah, 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 fan view score. It's Total Recall, the old one with uh, Arnold, yep. and the new one with I don't even know who the guy is, and that's the only uh, one I've seen. I know his name, but I I can't think of it. Yeah, so he's in, in Bruges, and uh, we're gonna see that, and then I believe it's coming out. Is it? Not this week. Is uh, it next week? We decided. I think we decided on. Uh, what? Ready let or not? See. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. No, I know. It's Is not it ready or not this week? No, ready or not came out last week, but I thought we could go see it. it. No, yeah, it's this week. 
No, it's not. That's next week. So. September 6th. September. Oh, it is it. Yeah, it's this week. I mean, awesome. we we're going to go see Ready or Not, but. Awesome. Okay, yeah. It's such a solid We're going to go pick. see it. Uh, Seth, what did you give the first it? Okay, uh, let me. I, I cannot tell you. I can tell you what I got. I, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I've I seen it twice. Have you seen the old one? No, 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 no. I'm we're not even getting into that. That does I've not. I've seen the old. We saw have the old you? one on TV. I never watched it. Oh, I didn't see all. Did of you it. like it? I didn't see all of it. I only saw certain parts of it. If that makes sense. So like, you yeah. turn on the TV, yeah, yeah. And you're like halfway into it, and then we never finished it. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know if the car was creepier in that one or this one. But no, I gave uh, it a seven out of ten. I liked it a lot though. But yeah, I, I did I, have a lot of issues from what I can remember. I will say I really enjoyed it. I, I bet if I rewatched it, I bet I'd probably put it at 7. Because first time I watched it in the theater, I was in love with it. Yes. But then second time I watched it at home, and I did not love it nearly as much. Yeah. But it, it was still it's still solid. It, I mean, it's still it's, a solid movie. I mean, I'm excited for this one. Movie. Didn't you say it's like two hours and 40 minutes or something like that? It's oh, insanely it's, long. It's Yeah, it's, it's going to be one of the longer... Like horror movies ever, two hours and forty nine minutes. I mean, I think they're gonna be a good. I think they're gonna do a good job to keep our attention. I I truly believe it. I just don't know. I just think they're missing one of the biggest keys, which is no, like, no, no. That's not what they're missing. No, do you know what I'm gonna no, say? No, I have a guess. No, I was gonna say one of the iconic parts about it is the kids, and since they're all grown up. Yeah, well, that's part of the book. That's like the second half of the book. I didn't. I, I'm. I've never read the book. Everything I've heard. I about read it. just a ton of facts about this like, movie. Okay. Even even the old even out, Stephen King is a freak. Yeah. But even though, but even the old movie has a second part, or it doesn't. I believe, or I Let believe the second half of it. No, it might not have it. Look up how long it was. They made a second part to they it. They made I a swear. TV series. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So they made the first one, and I think they made a TV series. Yeah. So because I, I know they did like it's a mini series. They would. Yeah. They went up cross it i mean so the reason i think this movie's so long is because they have to cover a lot of ground but a two hour and 40 minute movie that's it, long it better keep me entertained. a horror movie like i it, agree like i mean you, i think you can do it with certain movies but horror is like one of those categories where like you make it too long well i mean how I mean, okay. what can you put in it My, the thing about it is like how scared are you gonna be after two hours and 40 minutes and also like i mean I didn't read the book once again, and I don't know that many facts about it. But just going off the first movie and the very first one and the newer one, I mean, like, how, didn't they defeat it? I know it comes back every ten years, but I thought I think it's more. Is more than ten? I think it's more than ten. I don't I know. I don't years. know. You could be right. I really don't remember it. I hey, seen it whatever. Year. He comes back, right? Yeah. But I don't think anyone's defeated him except for those kids because he goes away. Well, after that's that why year. they have to come back. I think. Yeah, but if they defeated him, why is he coming back? I think they still defeated him for 10 years. I think it's a cash grab. <laughs> no, well, it's based off the book. In the book, they have the second part. I think I it's mean. like this. I think it's like this. You wrote The Hunger Games. You had a decent hit. You wrote Catching Fire. Had had another decent hit. And then they're like, I still need money. Might as well keep the plot going. So then they wrote Mockingbird. And just it's all mocking, trash. It's Mockingjay, but... Yeah. All trash. It's, it all goes downhill. Yeah, I'm excited for this. And also, you know what? Uh, another cool thing we're doing is uh, tomorrow night they're playing the Lord of the Rings, um, 
the Fellowship of the Ring, and they're doing the extended cut. So we're yeah. gonna be at the movies for about five hours probably tomorrow. Yeah. And the next Wednesday, and then, will yeah, be the at next for another five hours <laughs> and for Twin Towers, that, another five hours. So uh, we're gonna be at the theater quite a bit. Ho- so hopefully, hopefully, well, we could always break that down. I, a just, I just feel I hate to break down that movie. No, 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 no. Like the extended yeah, version. Yeah, we, we can. Like we'll what's ta- new in the extended version? We'll talk. We'll, we'll definitely talk about. It. We'll talk about our feelings because we didn't go see it at the theaters. We didn't see yeah. anything. We didn't even see the Hobbits at the theater. So no. uh, it should be a different experience. But yeah. um, so uh, I mean that's that's what we got going that's next it. week. It and uh, the Toll Recalls. Um, yeah. Give us your five star reviews. Only five star. <laughs> if you're gonna give us any less, I don't want it. Don't don't leave it. Amen. All right, guys. See you later. Bye.